Beer Fridge Podcast. Hello and welcome to another weekly episode of the Beer Fridge Podcast. We'll be a real brewery's real opinions. As always, when you listen to this episode, make sure you subscribe and hit that ding a ling ling to be notified of all the latest episodes. You can show your support by giving us a five-star rating or head to our Patreon page to show your official support. Patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. My name is Gavin. I've got my usual drinking buddies in the form of Callum, Scott and Mark. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Good evening. Good evening. Oh, and today we're... <laughs> <laughs> sure, but... Oh, oh you said you were uttering. Sorry. Was, I was leaving that open for you to do the whole thing. As you can tell, as you can tell, Uga, we are super unprofessional when it comes to introductions. Um, so, and I'm proud to say we're joined by uh, Luca Lorenzoni. I'm trying not to butcher your surname, mate. Um, the ex CEO from Northern Monk, ex MD from Camden Town, and I'm going to say the author of the future of craft beer articles that has taken the storm on the Brewers Journal. Maybe it's just the storm for me because I think they're awesome, and hence the reason I you reached have out to you. Far too much free time, but that's get the. F- we'll have a chat right. about your free time availability in a second. <laughs> yeah, that's a different matter. Luca, how you doing? Mate? I'm good, man. Thanks, thanks for having me on, and uh, congrats again on the on the fifth anniversary last uh, last week. Um, but yeah, no, thanks for having me. Yeah. More than welcome, and and also by the way, thank 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 you for 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 like making my name sound so Italian. That was really good. Oh, how how do you, well, I was going to say how do you say it? But I was like, I just was like, I'm I just going. It, it was go. good. It was good. It's just like it was. It had like a good Italian emphasis on it. I would say like Lorenzoni, but um, but yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Yeah. The ongoing joke in this podcast is Mark entered like I just go out and shout names or. People uh, without maybe rehearsing them, who they or, are, yeah, or, or understanding and calling people the wrong name, and yeah, so uh, that's why like it's not it's it's not like you had a really good opportunity to ask them before we recorded just know, to double check the pronunciation. But what's the fun in that? Because the, all the, the the listeners will be like, "Oh, here he goes again." So that's all. <laughs> yep. So yeah. Let's just start how we usually go, Gav. I'm taking over and go round the old table to see what we're drinking. And Gav, since you're in a premen in Loughborough, living up Loughborough, Loughborough, living up the 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 high life um, on the jollies during the week. Tell us where you got your beer and what you drink. Indeed, um, not in my usual garage studio setting, which is upsetting for a Tuesday evening. However, it doesn't mean the beer. Uh, has to be upsetting to be fair. Uh, pleasantly surprised that um, literally on the doorstep of my hotel this evening is a brewery which we sampled myself and Gilroy. Um, we sampled at London, uh, Brew London, London a couple yeah. of months back, and in the form of Blue Monkey, um, I, me, me and you, I think we walked away that day, Gil going, that was one of. One of the better blessings we've had in the last kind of twelve months, um, mm. I've managed to pick it up again. If you remember, if you recall, it took I had to go back over photographs, um, before I managed to, to realize that I was picking up the right beer. But it's the California uh, IPA, um, it doesn't it doesn't uh, advertise itself as a Westie. It's just a California just IPA. Aye, it's a five point five percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superb, wasn't it? If memory serves. 
Oh, it's tremendous. So you're talking Magnum, Centennial, Cascade, and Simcoe. So you're 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 talking all the the West Coast hops that that you want in a beer, and um, it's just a it's a proper it's a just you know what it's, it's a proper IPA where it is it holds that West Coast vibe. It's bitter enough, um, and the bitterness is really well balanced with the, the body of the beer, um, and I, I like I said I was stupidly stupidly excited when I turned the corner to my hotel and I seen. Um, the tap room set up around the corner. First thing I did was jump. I didn't even think about taking a shower or nothing. The, the bags were dumped and I was straight to the bar, not having eaten anything all day. But the first thing I did was uh, get some beer from these guys. And it's, it, it's how I remember it from Brew, Brew London. And I've got a couple to take home with me. Whether they make it home is a different, <laughs> a different story, but beer's cracking. God. All right, so we've got... Gav with five cans in a hotel room having not eaten anything. This could go off the rails pretty quickly. Um, I've got a McDonald's and I'll be back. All right, I'm, okay, I'm okay, safe. Okay, okay, Fair play. Uh, Callum, what are you drinking, mate? You're looking intently at your phone. Or- yeah, yeah it's, uh, I'm drinking um, one from our friends at Guaylo. Um Don't often see a lot of their beers, um, mostly in supermarkets, which is where I picked this one up. Um, I picked it up because I've not had it before. It's called Neon Jungle um, IPA. Um, and this is Idaho 7 and Citra. Um, oats and wheat in there too. And I'm looking for an ABV on the can, but I can't see it. It doesn't feel that strong. I was going to say, give us the old taste buds ABV. Um, but it's <laughs> it, it's actually really good, mate. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit sweet for my liking um so probably couldn't have more than one um but it's got a fantastic um tropical aroma loads of pineapple passion fruit um and that carries through it's got a lovely mouthfeel um it's got you know it's got a decent body for being a supermarket beer um five and a half percent i've just spotted the tiny bb there um so yeah it's, it's decent mate it's decent i don't know that uh, as i say i don't know that i could have more than one because it is a bit sweet but um it's it's really refreshing um and just what the doctor ordered I wonder if they're still doing it vocation or not. Uh, I, I'm guessing so, mate. I, I haven't heard otherwise. Um, <clears throat> that, that was I, think, I think that's still doing it out there. Yeah. Fair play. Uh, Gilroy, you got anything? Uh, I've got something. Oh, um, you, you were doing so, that sort of looking at your computer aspect. I was like, he's either Googling no, what he's I'm got Googling or he's... I'm, I'm checking what I've got and what everybody else thought of it, basically, on... Uh, rating sites that we'll name. Oh, this is Brew York. It's brewed at Mark. This is a collab oh, between yeah. Glyle and Brew York. So then it was brewed. It was brewed at Brew York's place. Cool. Okay. Hey, tell us what Untap's telling you as about your beard. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm looking. To, I was looking to see the rating to see if what yeah. other folk thought. Craft beer wank three six five said. <laughs> it's only got fifty three ratings so far, so that tells you how new it is. Um, this is Fancy Ouija, um, the collaboration between Overtone and Fierce. Um, so this was, it's a double dry hop, double IPA, 8%. It's Eldorado, Eldorado Cryo, Mosaic, Mosaic Cryo, Strata and Azaka. So perfect hop combo. It's tasting incredible. I'm really enjoying it. It's a proper hazy, exactly what you expect for full overtone and also it's got it's got their kind of glint on it if you like and also I really like Fancy Just by Fierce. I think it does is it like the mind-blowing melding of two powerhouses? Probably not. Is it good? 
very good. Ah, yeah, as I like the hot combo. I like the can art. It's got overtone can art on it, so you can't say further than that. Um, and I, it's superb. I'm really enjoying it. I got two cans. I was getting um, my dad the dark beer drinker, um, despite the weather outside for some reason. Um, it's his birthday. Um, so I was giving him some belatedly because he was away on holiday. Uh, picked up some of the very big moose, the peanut the edition. Peanut. Yes. So yep. I thought it would be incredibly rude for me not to throw in a couple of cans of fancy Ouija since it was there. Um, so I swapped them out for two old duffer stouts that I had lying in the fridge. Said, there you go, Dad, there's 12 beers, thanks. I <laughs> 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 the two fancy Ouija's for myself. Um, no, I gave them two decent ones. It was a wee neon raptor number in there. But this is excellent so far. I really enjoy everything, most of the things Overtone do, in particular their hazy IPAs. Um, Ouija's an incredible beer. It's got those hints and glints, but it's oomphed up a bit by fearsome, the fancy juice side of things. And aye, a good take by both breweries, which is excellent. So you can ask for it. I think it's really de- I think it's decent. I agree with you, Gil. I had it um, back in the last week as well, and I, um, I was apprehensive about it for like, like I'm a massive fan of Ouija. Uh, I love the big Ouija, and that this one I was like, oh, that, this could go either way. Incidentally, bumped into Dave when we were at um, London Craft Beer Festival, and I mentioned that too. And he said he said the exact he said he was feeling the exact same thing about the beer, but the beers turned out really well. Yeah, it's superb. It's got a lovely bit of sweetness to it, and then it kind of draws away and gives you that kind of moorish yeah. feel that you're looking for. It kind of zips and dries away, and then you're back for another mouthful, which is exactly what you want. And perfectly sippable and beer cast, the beer friend podcast, sorry, sessionable at 8%. <laughs> <laughs> the two yes, cans could be gone. Um, I'm on an, an an old, an old faithful, but an old employee's faithful. Um, I'd seen, I was, uh, anyway, it's uh, Alchemy's um, 10 story malt bomb. So it's a, a, a their modern take on an eighty shilling, four and a half percent. I've been speaking to David, and I'd seen that they had had won some um, some awards for the beer uh, on the cast side of things, and thought I would pick up one just to see if it was as tasty as I remember. And I've got it. It's actually pretty good. Um, as tasty as you sold it to be. I used when to you used, all those so, Correct. Uh, there was no conning. You know, if you're selling good beer, there's no con. Um, okay. Sometimes. Um, nah. But um, <laughs> bombs, excellent. It's a really tasty beer. Um, the the flavours as you're coming out, it's a bit cooler than what I would normally have. It is. I I think it's a really good cask beer, and we spoke about cask before we kind of started recording. But the flavours of this are really coming through. I've spoken about it before. I'm not going to give David and the guys too much. Uh, airtime because we've done it enough for them so um in a nice way i would rather find out what you're drinking luca thanks i've gone a little bit less discovery than you guys but i'm i'm drinking uh a keller pills from lost and grounded um it's yeah i mean like you want it yeah if you want to talk about like true to style classics like i don't think it gets too much better than that um um yeah i was i, I was in bristol I can't remember exactly when it was, but it wasn't that long ago, a couple of months ago. Um, spent a couple of days down there and 
got a chance to go over to see Alex and the team um, and tried some lost and grounded out of tank, which was uh, like tasting absolutely phenomenal. And uh, on the back of that, I, um, I, I put a good order in and, um, and uh, have a few of them still. So I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I've got I've I've been drinking a few of these and and um, keeping them in stock and then uh, in between it was good to see them pick up they won the um, the uh, uh, World Beer Cup uh, gold for uh, for Keller Pills for for Keller uh, for Keller beer so that was pretty pretty awesome to see them pick that up um, not many awards over the last couple of years have gone to the UK so getting a gold is is pretty phenomenal. But yeah, I mean, you know, it tastes great. It's uh, it's it's pills, but it's got loads of flavor. Um, and uh, and I think it was like a good segue because it's the kind of beer that just kind of, you know, you drink it and you want to go back for more. It's just got that like that refreshing, that crispness, that you know, bitterness at the end that just draws you back for more. And and it's it's always good. And four point eight percent, so um, it is it is a fairly sessionable one. So. Oh, it's a table beer for the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, no, it's it's actually as soon as you said it, it sort of kind of brought back. I'm not saying memories, but like we spoke about it so many on so many episodes because I think everybody probably tried it at different times. But it's just like you say, it does exactly what you want the beer to do, and you think it's, it is moorish and delicious, and it's. Yeah, I'm glad they, like you say, it's been well represented by winning, you know, an international <clears throat> an award, uh, which is which is pretty badass. So, um, so look, I suppose we should jump straight in and kind of. I don't know if you want to go too far down your, um, the rabbit hole of you know when you've I was going to say when you landed in the UK and how you found yourself into beer because that was that's that's the chain of thought but if you want to touch on that then great obviously we mentioned you spent uh, some time at Northern Monk and at uh, Camden Town and and then obviously what I want to speak about is a wee bit in terms of the articles but can I just tell us give us a quick summary about how you came into the Northern Monk role and the Camden Town yeah, so I'll, I'll quickly go like a little bit further back, but uh, but you guys can uh, slice and dice if you will. Um, but um, but I uh, I so I started in beer about in two thousand eight. So what is that? Fifteen years ago. Um, uh, at Labatt Brews of Canada. So a bit of like an untraditional route into like the craft beer world because I started basically at the biggest brewery in the world. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So, but you know that that was obviously a, a a very different time in in the world of beer. It was really exciting to be fair. I did a lot of um traveling um in in a in like a management training role that I started in and then and then moved through through the business so i was in I was in Canada for I can't remember maybe like four years. Then I moved to New York um to work in the global offices and that was that was neat just a lot of like traveling to different countries working on projects um don't flash the back. Labat Ice is an excellent beer. Yeah, there's Ice. Yeah, there's there's some good. Uh, oh man, you should like. There's a lot of them that that didn't make it over this way. Um, but uh, but there's some some pretty uh iconic stuff like Labat Fifty was one that was uh that we uh yeah still it had a bit of a resurgence like around 2008 2010 something like that. But like just these old iconic brands. I mean, the thing about Canada is like there's like two beer companies. It's like Labatt and Molson, right? Obviously that's changed a little bit now, but that's, that's really what it was. Um, 
And so, so it's an interesting place because, you know, you have like very few iconic brands that kind of everyone gets behind. Um, but yeah, Labatt was, it was, you know, growing up, like at that time, 2008, still, you know, there wasn't a load of craft brands, um, in, in, at least in the, in the, in, in Toronto where I'm from, like, if you go, if you went to Vancouver in the West coast, it was a bit more. Um, but yeah, I know like starting there was, was awesome. Um, yeah. So I, I worked at, in a global role and then like, um, I had a boss who who came over to to do a role in Europe and he asked me if I would I would come over. So I actually moved to Belgium. I lived in Belgium for just under 2 years. Um working for working at like the uh, in Leuven at, um just beside the Stella brewery and then uh and I left um and uh like just resigned one day and um and I didn't have I had a I had a visa through work so like I was like oh, I just got to go back to Canada. But before I do, I'm going to go travel. So I went and traveled. Uh, and then while I was traveling, I got a call from Jasper, who who's the founder of Camden Town. And basically this was, they had recently been purchased and he was like, uh, he was looking for an MD and um, the head of Europe was, was um, said, oh, there's this guy who's just left us. You should, you should speak to him. So I ended up getting a call from Jasper um, and came over to, to London in between some travels and, uh, and went and met with him. Um, and he's, he's a great guy. I still keep in touch with him. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, the, saw that, like heard the vision for what he wanted. The thing that the thing with him is like, he just had a vision of what he wanted to accomplish. And I was like, oh man, I, let's, let's go do that. I'm, I'm in that. That sounds really neat. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I moved over to the UK for that, for that, um, and, and did that for a couple of years. And then, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, the clause of, of, of ownership, um, you know, changed things a little bit. And, and basically what I said, <laughs> being, being, uh, no, like I mean, at the end of the day, when you buy something, you can do whatever the hell, whatever the hell you do you want with that, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but basically, I said, look, like you know, you guys, if you want to go down this road, it's fine. But you know, I left Imbev, like I, I didn't come to Camden Town to make it into Imbev, right? So if that's the the course you want to take things, then then it's fine. Um, but you know, it's probably time to move on, and that's and that's what I did. Um, and then I spent like three months, not even maybe two months, uh, working with. Um, well, you know, being in like a, a big business for so long, you get really caught up into things like career paths and and all this stuff that um, is a bit soul destroying. Um, and so, uh, so I I um, I said I was going to work for like three months for free um, and afford myself the opportunity to do that because if you work for free, like you'll just you know if you don't want to do something, you won't do it anymore. And it was cool. I ended up working with like um, with a lot of different businesses like uh, East London Liquor Company was one of them. So it wasn't just in beer. It was like just, you know, a lot of small uh, drinks, food and drink brands. And then and one of them was Northern Monk. Um, and and it just snowballed, to be honest. Like at first it was just like a couple of meetings. And then I ended up taking a role, which I can't remember. It was like strategy director or something like that. It was like two. So I worked two days a week. I was based in London. I worked like two or three days a week. I would travel up there like one night a week. And then, uh, and then it, yeah, just kind of snowballed from there. I took on a COO role, moved north, and and then um, and ended up being there for, like I said, just over four years. Uh, finally, ending up as a, as the CEO for the last what, year and a half, two years. It's just, it's quite an incredible journey, though. When you think about it, you start like, like you say, you start big beer, and then work your way to. I'm not saying Camden <clears throat> was a small brewery, but. Compared you know, to what I was used to, it was. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think like I, but I, 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 you know, I, I was a, I was a, I was in a big company, but my, my heart was always in like small business and, and small breweries. I wrote like my first business plan for a brewery in 2008. 
but the reality is I'm just not a founder, right? Like I, I kind of figured that out and, you know, um, I kind of wish I was cause it's a good time to do it. But, but, um, I think, you know, when I talked, when I was talking about Jasper, it was like, you know, what I, what I love is like when people have visions and like, and, and, and talking about it and talking about how to make that happen and, you know, going after it and like, and so, um, so I kind of probably took the Camden, the Camden, um, opportunity for me to realize that, um, but the other thing too, is when you're, you know, like when I was in a big business, like, you know, I was moving roles, like every year I was geographically, I was moving almost like every year or two. It's like, you know, you just didn't have a chance to be bored and like, and then, and then it kind of all hit me after 10 years. And I was like, oh man, I've done this for 10 years. That's not really what I want to do. It's not that the, those businesses are bad, but you know, that, that, you know, I think there's, there's a longevity to them if, if, if you're not a big business person and that's kind of what, what struck me. So I've kind of, started in big business, but like, you know, probably always been on a journey on trying to get to, to, um, well, whatever you call it, independent, like more, more independent, less than small business is probably the way. You know. That's just, I see it. So, so you got something, Gav? Sorry. No, carry on. No, I was just going to say, so how did the, so obviously the, the, the main reason, well, I say the main reason, but well, the, well, the, the main reason I actually connected with you was your article that you posted on LinkedIn, and I think it was Mashley, as in Jordan from Mash Gang, that shared it. Um, <laughs> so that's an inside joke that we've got that we uh, we go back, but we just call him Mashley. So, um, and I think he shared that. You got to tell me the, you tell me the context. Well, I can't well, even well. remember what it was. I think it was just an absolutely. Like... I, I, I think <clears throat> it got to the point where it's it you we butcher the names to the Aye, point. It was where... a name. It was a name issue, and you made an asset, and he said his name was Ashley. So we just then it became Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Literally just like that. But he, well, you'll have had conversations with Jordan. You know that they take many tangents and spins around the wheel. There's many roundabouts and um, U turns and various other bits and pieces in a conversation. And that's what it was like. It was story upon story upon story. And it was all through all throughout it was peppered with Mashley's. <laughs> so he's been Mashley ever since. Yeah, forevermore. I even when I was like message him on LinkedIn, it's like or whatever I'd write Mashley. It's like hi Mashley, or, and like we take it for there. But yeah, so I, I think it was him that shared it, and I'm giving him the credit anyway if it wasn't. But and obviously the article that kind of popped up was the future of craft beer part one, I add, and you know, like it's like, it's like Dan Carlin but written. For craft, for craft beer, it's like, here we go. This is gonna. This is a long form. Here we go. This it is just, a... it just you know that way. And you were saying, oh, you've got put too much time in your hand. But you know when something just kind of pops up and you're looking and you're like, I've got a bit. Like I fancy read. Like that sounds interesting. And you click. And I was just like, it just like part one. I just like you say, I just read and I was like, this is so interesting and it's a really different sort of like take. Not a different take, but you know you're summarizing the industry that we all love and that we speak about on a weekly basis i work in and all the rest of it and you just think so i suppose the first question i want to say is what made you write because it's a three-parter which i think you're on the whole netflix like you know like tantalizing people like <laughs> so it's you a know. limited series now yeah exactly <laughs> you know well first right. question is why what made you um what made you write this in the first place um you know, it's like a really hard question. Like I knew that I kind of figured this question would come. Um, I don't think I have like a very good answer. It's like, I, 
I think that there's probably a, a bunch of different things. Like one of the things is that I, you know, I, I ultimately been doing like these intense jobs for a while <laughs> and thinking about the industry to, well, overanalyzing, like, like I would do with anything, but, but, you know, obviously with, with something like this, where I'm trying to like manage these businesses and, and just, you know, look after loads of people that work in these businesses and, and, um, and then you just stop and you're like, what am I going to do with all that shit that's in my head? Right. Like, I think a part of it was like a bit of a therapeutic thing of like, you know, I'd be like, I literally, I'd be, I'd be, cause I, part of the reason um, I left was I had a second child and I thought, you know, if there's ever a time to take some time off that, 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 that's it. And so, but then I'd be like walking around with the buggy and like, just thinking about beer, like thinking about, Oh, what if I get this, this, if I get this stuff out of my head and then on, on the keyboard, then it might, it might, you know, allow me some time to actually think about other stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Right. Or just, or just stop. Yeah. Just stop thinking about it and, and take a break. Right. Yeah. Um, that, that, I think that was part of it. There's, there's like this weird thing where I, it's funny that you said, you you said author earlier because I've, I like book. I read a lot. I like books. Um, and I've, I've always had this like weird thing where I, I wanted to write a book one day. I, I know I never will, but this is like probably the closest I'll ever come to it. <laughs> So, so I think, I don't know, maybe there was a piece of that. Um, but no, and I also think, you know, like it, it kind of, it was this, this like confluence of things of, of, of like probably what I said earlier, but also I do genuinely think it, it it's probably the, you know, other than the, the start of craft beer, I do genuinely think it's probably the most important transitionary period within, within craft beer. And, and you know what, like, if I'm going to go out for a little bit of time, whatever that looks like, um, you know, what, why, why, can't I do something that hopefully will, will, will help or a minimal minimum, get people thinking about things um, and share some of that knowledge as opposed to taking it with me and thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> while pushing a buggy around. So, I mean, like, there's no perfect answer to the question, man, but like, it, it just felt like the right thing to do. So I did it. <laughs> it's probably the best answer though, isn't it? It's like, you know, it just, I felt like it. So I did it, you know, it's a simple, like, it's that's so craft beer, by the way. Just simple, yeah. like you know, I had this really wacky idea about throwing hops and this and that, and so I just done it, and we seen if anybody would buy it, and you know, funnily enough, people buy it because. But you, you were quite um, the like the response you got from part one anyway was it, it, obviously you you I was going to say no better than me obviously, but like it, it seemed really really positive in terms of, and there was a lot of engagement. What I seen anyway um, from it, um, I, I know without kind of I don't want to spoil it because I want people to go and read it and click on it for you and like you know and we'll we'll get gavel we'll get stuff and stuff yeah. I was gonna say gavel do his wizardry stuff and get links and stuff and share it uh, for you. But I did. Um, how how was the sort of overall sort of feedback from like part one i know part uh, two was launched just last week or so so but how is um part one sort of feedback yeah so i think ultimately i don't know how to judge like uh well obviously there's like metrics on linkedin and stuff like that but i have no idea what's good <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I did actually like Google. I'm like, what's good uh, for uh, what's it called? Um, impression. <laughs> like, like I, I, so I don't know, but I think um, um, the the thing for me that was like quite interesting is is for me like the success of it was doing it. Like, I, I everything that happened thereafter was kind of like, what, you know, uh, obviously I wanted people to engage with it, but 
But then I think, you know, I mentioned this when I posted part two, but just like the, not just the response from the UK, but like just people reaching out, like, you know, and some people it was like, oh, you know, thanks, thanks for writing that. It was great. Or, but some people, you know, like had some questions. A lot of people wanted to like hop on a call and, and chat. Um, yeah. But just, yeah, like, I think, I think just seeing, like, I was on a call yesterday with a, a guy who's in uh, Singapore, um, who's who's been do, working at a brewery in Cambodia, like, you know, like I did not expect any of that stuff. Beer is just so international, isn't it? Like everybody drinks it and it's, that's phenomenal just to hear. That's that. the thing. I was getting like people from Canada writing me in and I was like, oh yeah, I, I know your brand. Like obviously I, I keep track of stuff back home. He's like, I had no idea you're a Canadian. So like, um, you know, like I, I guess if you ask me, like my, my bar was pretty low because my bar was doing it. Um, but, but, uh, you know, I'm happy with it, but but like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I think like judges success on that stuff in, in this case is for me is less about like the metrics. I see it's probably like, do people, are people going to talk about this afterwards? Does it provide yeah. value? Um, but you know, it's probably a question that's, that I, I, I can have when I, you know, when I'm meeting with people. It's probably one of those questions that doesn't really have a, a, a kind of correct answer for yourself because you're just getting those thoughts that are in your head, just down on a bit of paper yeah. and, and then just sharing it with the world. Like, it's, it's almost to a point where, like, we did this silly podcast just to chat about beer and then share yeah. it with the world. Our thoughts, but then that's essentially the same thing that you've done. But people that haven't read it and people that want to, what's the kind of the brief overview? We'll, we'll obviously be specific for part one, but the brief overview of part one itself. And like we said, we'll get links of, of it, all of them up uh, yeah. online and stuff. So just to give somebody a tease who's like, oh, I might read it, I might not. What would they be expecting from that? I think the overall like message is that um, there's a lot of noise of what's going on well in the world, but in craft beer, right? A lot of the noise is things like, you know, there's CO2 shortages, there's price, um, uh, obviously um, the, uh, the cost of raw materials going up, you know, people being able to afford things like it's all this, all this noise, but like it, it, in and of itself, each of those things is like not super useful because, because, you know, well, A, it's, it's two degree, it's obvious, but B, it's like, what do you do with all that? So I think like what this was trying to do is to say, okay, but like what's actually going on and specifically in craft beer and in the UK, like what is the current situation look like? Um, and then what are some of the things that we should look at doing to, to evolve because of that i mean the, the overall message is that you know i hate the word but like the reality is it's a, it's it's becoming a saturated market there's there's a lot of people playing in in a, in a space which is big but it's not massive and but there's there's, there's things you can do to, to kind of you know uh, evolve that and that's kind of what the rest of the other two pieces focus on um yeah i think that's the easiest way to, to summarize it but you, you probably you've read it so i don't know if that does it yeah, I mean, I think what I was what I was taking um, certainly from from what I read was that it's, it's, I mean it's super interesting and it's really informative um, for for somebody that's that's completely outside the the industry. You know, I'm I'm a consumer first and foremost. Um, you know, I've got I've got an interest in brewing. I have brewed, um, but obviously not not anywhere near a commercial standard. So it's it's it was super interesting to find to find out all this sort of. You know, if you, for want of a better word, this inside information as to how how the, it's it's sort of functioning. But what I was interested in was the the kind of um, responses that you're getting from breweries, because the one thing that kind of struck me was that you know a lot of the people that we've spoken to, you know, they're they're, they're home brewers, 
that have that have decided, you know, that have got that have got great feedback about their beer. So they've decided to sort of up, upscale it slightly and, and then upscale it some more and then upscale it some and buy a big buy a bigger kit and buy, you know, rent bigger premises and and you know, these people don't necessarily have, you know, business acumen. They're not they're not kind of they're not necessarily switched on to how the business operates and, and things like that. So are you finding that people the own and run breweries are, are are contacting you to to for, for elaboration on the, on and discussions on on the, the things that you're touching on in the article. Yeah, like I guess that's that was part of it, right? Is that you know for everything that you know if you take that individual uh, that you just mentioned, like that is not me, right? Like I'm the exact opposite of that, right? I'm not. You wouldn't want to drink a beer I brewed. Um, I love beer. <laughs> right? I've, I've been, I've been in like uh, more taste panels than you can imagine, but, um, but, you know, like my skill set is, is different. So it's, it's just about trying to bring a little bit of context to my, my skill set to inform, you know, to, 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 cause you're right. That's, that's what a lot of the industry is. Um, doesn't mean I know more, they know more in certain things. I know some, some stuff. And so it's trying to, I think, you know, the only way to, to ultimately get everyone, uh, uh, further along or better off is 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 for dif- disparate people to be sharing, um, you know, information experiences, and that's kind of what this is. So, um, yeah, I think it's been interesting. Like, I I there's been a, a, a quite a lot of responses, quite a few folks that have have asked like to to, to catch up. Um, but I think it's still fairly early days in terms of uh, what it all means. I do think you know there's a few for for two reasons. One is I, I purposely have kind of tried to push everything until um, I, mean, I am trying to take some time off. So, so I'm not actually like, I've done a few meetings, but I, I'm not really doing too many meetings. And, and most people that reach out, I'm, you know, it's going to be in October because also I'm going to Italy for all of September. So, um, but then the second thing is, I think, you know, there is a three-part series to this. I think there's a lot of people that want to kind of see the full picture and then, and then mm-hmm. have conversations. So, you know, the people that have reached out more so in the short term are, I think it's more people that just want to kind of get to know me, chat a little bit about um about the 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 article. Um, but I think, you know, I don't have a full answer to what you're asking because I think probably there's a little bit more of that to come. And then also, you know, the reality is like, you know, the brewing industry is is just not really like the target LinkedIn audience, the craft beer industry. <laughs> so I think some of this is like, you know, it's it's just taking time. Like obviously I can see who who, who not necessarily who looks at the article, but who's looking at my profile. And it's funny because every day it's like, you know, there's another founder, there's another one and you're like, oh, he's, they're finally getting to it. Right. Like, so mm-hmm. it does, it's going to take a bit of time for some of this stuff to disseminate within like specifically within craft beer, because like me, I mean, before doing this, to be honest, I was never on LinkedIn. Um, and, and that's quite a lot, what a lot of the industry is. Right. So, yeah. It's so, it's so funny. Cause like, like I use LinkedIn more than most, but I suppose when you're in a sales role, it's it has its benefits just to even if yeah. it's names and faces and all that kind of stuff but um, it's funny you say that because I, like on the on the article like i think it's like nine uh the number one role that actually is viewing the article is salespeople. um and then i think what's happening in a lot of cases is they're actually like oh saying something internally at like their business oh you should look at this, look at this. the number two is founder you know that's a, but it is salespeople first and foremost so i think you're banging on yeah to- totally it's a it's a good tool for that to be sure there's so there's a few things to say. I don't want to try. I, I want to talk about the article without ruining the article or giving it away. But obviously, it's out there anyway, so people can read it. So, the part one, there was two things I had scribbled down. <coughs> excuse me. That I found. Well, I found the whole thing interesting, but there's two things that I wanted to. Uh, was 
the kind of the fi this five year cycle that the UK is sort of behind the US in terms of craft beer. I find that really interesting. We've touched on it before with uh, like James from Hop the Pond and stuff like that, and he's always talked about you know the style of beers that are you know that are brewed and he was talking about Texas and 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 get it transfer um then transferring over here and maybe the one that I kind of want to dive in a little bit more with you and was around uh, after sort of getting the background with you just now is kind of taking a bigger piece of the pie I find that and I've spoken to the guys about that like I say I work in sales in the beer industry I know the the restrictions is that the best word that you come up against because you're bashing heads with the macros now you've mentioned ab and bev already um yeah. there's a couple of monsters that float around scotland that take taps in every single pub as well and um <laughs> uh i find that interesting and i think that was when why i reached out was and my question to you at the time was is it actually possible? Because you know, when you see it on the like on the the, the minuscule scale that I do, it's the same, and it's a, it's a, it's a day in the life of a salesman. No, no, fuck off, no chance. Get to all the usual stuff you hear, and then you get that little glimmer of hope, and somebody will say, "Yep, send me the email." You send an email, and it's to their fax machine or whatever the heck it is that it shows up, and you never hear back for them, and then you know, and it's. I'm coming up against name the micro broody because they've got um over i find it really interesting like knowing the, um, your sort of history with you know camden and um labat and, and then moving on to northern monk and stuff the how the, that piece for me and and you, you touch on it and how we can do a little bit more in part two but again for me it's I'm just coming back to my original question. Like, is it really possible? Because these guys have got such a stranglehold on the UK market. Let's be honest. Yeah, the UK is like, um, like it's, it's quite different as a market. Like, um, obviously, you, I've in terms of markets I know of, it's it's definitely one of the harder ones because it's it's very consolidated um from like a retail perspective right so so obviously there's there's very few grocers um and then uh and then there's um the on trade like you've got these massive groups that that you know ultimately and even even if they're not the massive groups even like you know you've got regional groups like you guys have up in scotland like people people like g1 things like that right like um so so um yeah <laughs> you know i think it, it is it it is it does that that does make it tougher to crack um but i think that's why like it, it, it that's why you got to look at it like why what what is it um because they're not these guys aren't winning on like product right that's not why they're winning um what they're winning is on other things so that's why like you know it, it's 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 come it's in the it's in the next uh it's in part three but oh, uh come on <laughs> <laughs> but uh which I'm right now, to be fair but but no you know like for instance like that's why like 3.4 percent beer i think is an interesting one um because 
you know, yes, other, you know, the macro breweries are going to put 3.4% beer, but like the, the, the problem that craft has not a problem, the reality, but you know, one of the consequences of craft is, is it's a more expensive product. Um, and it's harder to make everyone the profit that a macro can, can bring. Right. But like, if, if you can do that on 3.4% beer, you know, it's, you flip the equation a little bit because like, you know, who can do flavor at 3.4% better than anyone craft. Right. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, if you just, you take that duty out, um, you know, you got to look at it, but like, can you actually make beer that can actually compete with the, with those brands? And, and, and is that the way forward? Right. So I think at the end of the day, if you try and compete with like one of the questions that someone asked me not that long ago is what's the next, uh, neck oil. If you want to talk about big brands, right? Like what's the next neck oil It's like, the, the answer is nothing. There's no, there's not going to be a next neck oil. Right. Because first of all, anyone who's next is going to compete with neck oil. But second of all, like they have their own distribution, Right. They've got their own pubs. They they've got you know how much money behind them, and at the end of the day, it's the it's the craft brand that has the third highest awareness in the UK. So like, how are you going to beat that combination? You're not, and you know the only way you're going to do it is by making more profit for the pubs, um, either through rate of sale or through you know there's there's different ways. So that like that it's it's a there is a way forward. I think that's like the quick answer to your question yeah, sure. it's not going to be easy and that's the whole i guess that's kind of what the articles are saying is like if you just if we just try okay well let's do a four percent beer and go after neck oil you'll get some of it but you know you're going to hit a uh, ceiling so that's why like how can we think differently be that on profit or be that on innovation to to, to kind of get around that because if you want to like really grow craft then you're gonna have to think that way right yeah i think okay i think it's spawn like you say it's there's so many areas to like so many barriers that you're kind of going up against and like you say if it's <clears throat> by price you know margins king you hear it in every pub every you know and i know you touch on that on um the uh, part two where you kind of break down the margin which i thought was a great sort that was of amazing that was and, like... <laughs> I, I think it's a great insight because i had i have this argument every day with you know pubs but you make more money off the beer than I do. It's simple, you know. You, you know, you, you, you're looking for GP of, and I think you wrote seventy percent in your article. And if, if I'm wrong, I've had people quoting, you know, I'm looking at seventy-five. I'm looking at eighty percent GP, and you think, you know, it's incredible. And you know, and obviously you scale that back, but you're still trying to compete with. Yeah. But I'm I'm competing with tenants at the end of the day, you know, like there's no if, but you know, or, or tenants isn't like, but you're dealing with um you're dealing with C and C in Caledonia, you know, the, the their mama jama of a portfolio that they can throw at. But you know, if you're <laughs> south of the border, it's <clears throat> ABN Bev, it's Heineken, you know, like name them. There's like you say that have, and. I think it's really interesting that you say there's a like there's a multi-pronged attack to how can we compete and how can we keep digging enough away that you know for me like the reason like Neko or Beavertown and Camden they were purchased was because the these macros realized there was a gap in a market that they physically couldn't do themselves to the standard that those breweries were doing and they thought like we, we like if it's Camden Town or if it's um <clears throat> if it's Beaver Town with you know neck oil and all the rest of it and you know that's why they were purchased and that's that springboardy name in the the mainstay like you see neck oil is absolutely everywhere um just now 
And without sort of, sort of, I'm using the word selling out, I suppose, but at the end of the day, you're, if you're in business and you run a brewery and someone comes and gives you a load of money to buy your brewery and take a lot of the weight off you and will give you international distribution and, you know, and all this sort of stuff, there's, there's definitely a discussion to be had with that. But when you look at it from a craft point of view, I think it makes it harder that those breweries have been pushed. I know that opens up new audiences to um, the the, sm the smaller breweries, but at the same time, it makes their life harder by having to compete with for tap space with the yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know 100%. And like, I think, you know, the US obviously went through a lot of that as well. But the difference in the US is just the size of it. Like you buy one brand in the UK, you've got the UK covered. Um, and and so, so you know, they, the, 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 the macros, like they, they, they purchase those brands earlier in like the craft life cycle, if you will, of, of, of the UK. And, and, and yeah, you're right. Like have stymied some of that potential growth that could have been there for independent. Um, but I mean, like you've got, you've got two options really. And I think that neither one's a bad option. Like that's why there's a bit of a, uh, of a narrative in, in the articles about like, do you actually want to be that big? Um, because like, you know, I think that yeah. one response to this is like, you know, you don't have to fight that battle. Like there is a niche here that is craft independent businesses. And if you, instead of like, you know, in the past, like I think a lot of us just, you know, we grew because it was, uh, uh, use the term like path of least resistance, which to a degree may, you know, may piss a few people off, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, no one does things uh, nonchalantly, but like, but at the same time, like, you know, it's the growth was there. So you go after it. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, where do I go from here? I've got to sustain this business that has all these people. Like mm -hmm. if you just, if you just go like, look, I want to be this big, like you, you don't, you don't, maybe you don't even need to compete against some of those folks. Right. Um, or, or you do, in which case you've, you've got to find a way to think differently. Um, and that's where specifically like part three is, is trying to look at how do you think differently? Like, you know, one of the examples is, you know, 99.2% of people in the world don't live in the UK, right? So if the UK is saturated, like, you know, somewhere else. let's yeah. sell somewhere else. And, and I know we export, but I'll, I, I don't want to spoil that one. I'll, I'll get into like some of the thinking behind it. But like, there are ways you just got to, you got to, you got to think about it. It's going to probably be, well, it, it is going to be untraditional, right? It's, good. Yeah. it's, it's, mad, uh, it's mad for me. Like, so like, sorry, Gil, like reading the articles and stuff, like, I, I think it, <laughs> It crossovers is it, yes, it's obviously about brewing and stuff, but the, the the kind of thesis and stuff as well does crossovers into the other worlds worlds of business. And what I was reading it and thinking of what I do and what I do for work and stuff, and those things again crossover. Like you don't have to be the big the big fish just for the heck the sake of being a big fish. And like you said, there are in terms of breweries, we spoke to breweries that the their main focus is to get bought out by the by these big big breweries at abm bev and stuff but you, you can get a piece of the pie if you do it if you think differently i mean i know i i, I came up i've got an, a theory or an idea of a thing that's going to be semi-popular or a good way to go a, a little bit different with the stylized ipas i think they're going to be something to look forward to i, I expect both of them in the market and um, but yeah it's just it's it's an article that whether you you're in the the brewing world or not like it's it's definitely something there's bits from that that you can take away and and they, they get you thinking in different aspects of business cheers appreciate that like 
I, I, for, for all my faults, like I'm, I'm a business person. <laughs> so, so like, I, I, it, this is like the stuff that, you know, even when you, you know, like when you talk about breweries and stuff, like I have a hard time, like, if, you know, talking about the breweries I love without thinking about the ones that operate really well. Like for me, that's kind of like, that's just my, that's just how I think because it's, it's ingrained in me, like what I've had to, to think about for so long. So that's why when I, when I did the articles, like I did say, I think in the first one, I did say something like, even if you're not in beer, or if you're not in the UK, there's going to be some applicable stuff here. Because I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, like every market's going to go through cycles of being saturated and then a niche breaks off and then saturated again. And the same things that we're talking about in beer are going to be like, they're, they're going to be in, in, in all those industries. Right. Um, even if you look at like tech, like all the layoffs and all that kind of stuff that's gone on in tech, it's essentially the same thing, right? Like everyone went gangbusters on growth. And then like, then, then, the you know, then it's like the, the, the growth stops being there. The investors go, where's, where's the profit where, you know, how are we going to sustain ourselves? And then it has to correct itself. So, yeah, I, I, I do, I do think, you know, there is, there's applications everywhere. Um, but I think going back to one of the comments earlier, like, you know, I think, I think, you know, in, in bigger beer, we talk a lot about the business of, of beer and in, in craft beer, like, you know, I think in a, in a really good way, it's a lot of it is about products, about innovation. It's, it's all those things that made craft beer really successful, but, but we do have to think a little bit like these are businesses at the end of the day, right? Like, you know, if, if someone's not able to make money, um, they can't look after their people. Like, so, so that's why I'm just trying to inject a little bit of that just general business knowledge, I guess. In, you know what? I'm going to, I'm actually going to, I'm putting, I'm going to put a link in the articles on the bruiser fucking Facebook forum for all the idiots on that thing that just fucking moan yeah, about getting duplicate beers and stuff on their box. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking life but it's, room. but you know what? It's, it's, it is a, it's like, you know, I feel for, um, you know, I, I, not without getting into too many details, but like, you know, I remember like there's someone who, who left a, a great, bre- a great brewer that left, um, uh, a brewery that I was at. Um, and at the time, like, the, 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 I don't like to use the term exit interview, whatever, whatever, you know, like the conversation, um, as they were leaving, it was just like, you know, this is all about profit. Like everyone here is just like, and I was like, oh my God, like, well, I, to be honest, the first thought I had was, man, I'm not communicating enough. Cause like, if people here think we're just raking in money, like, you know, then it's, it, there's a problem. And I think that's generally the belief in craft because it's exciting. It's like, you know, but you know, as I said, like most breweries aren't really making any money. Right. Um, so, so Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, there's there's work to be done, but it's you know, it's exciting. Like there's not you know there wouldn't be like podcasts about like the insurance industry, right? Well, maybe there would be. No, there'll be podcasts for everything, mate. The um the the thing that gets me all the time, and I've got no um um Callum says he's foremost a consumer. That I'm purely a consumer. Um, my entire beer belly is bought and paid for through well now craft beer, but previously it was just whatever I could get my hands on. It's a it's definitely an industry that is, I think it's a victim of, like you said before, Luca, it's, it's a victim of the guys that are, the guys that are brewing the beer that have, that have come up or bought bigger premises and decided to commercialise is all on the basis of, I quite liked that. That was good. Or what do you think of that? Or that was brilliant. They're not taking, as opposed to the, the macro guys who are there, they're there to take that space for whoever else has got it. And they trade that space between them all the time. Whereas the other guys... The craft guys are quite happy to be there. I think a lot of the time, yeah. And that's what makes them so great is that it's it's based on quality product rather than trying to take X person at the knees. Like nobody's trying to come up with the next, um, like the the, the biggest kind of embarkation on that. I think it's like the like say, uh, you've got some other nonsense 
Aberdeen based breweries who had a go at it latterly. But like Ansbach and Hobday have probably <laughs> the, the, the best attempt at taking somebody at the knee in terms of a big brewery and, and Guinness and trying to say, well, wait a fucking minute. You're the, the stuff that you make is 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 by far the most popular, but it's dross. So we're going to make something that'll try and compete on price, it'll try and compete on product, but the but the, the quality is going to be way up there. And we'll take taps off you for that. And that kind of having a wee bit of aggression, but doing so from a position of quality and craftsmanship and a bit of tradition behind it as well with the stories of London Porter and how that works and harking back and saying, well, you didn't have, like, it was the only in, it was in Dublin that made that was the only place that made porters. We've got a history behind us of having these porters brewed here. We'll make a good one. We'll date properly based on the right recipe and we'll have a go at it. And that, I think, is too few and far between where a lot of the time it's, we're happy to be here and no, no, necessarily loads of because it's what would sour. I think some people off, but do it properly. That's a really great example. I think of taking something and having a right good go at them and saying, right, okay, well, we're we're, we're not just going to make something that's better than yours. We're going to make something that's better than the stuff you make and tell everybody about it and have a right good go at doing that. And I think like we we tried it. I've tried it in various different formats most recently at the weekend, and it, it's superb still. It's not departed anything for the original taste of it. It's not soured at all. It's not changed. I think it's just a bloody good beer, and it, it stands up to Guinness, and that's a reason why they're taking taps off them in London and, and could do further afield. We've seen other breweries, like up here, for example, Campervan have had a right good bash at it as well. I really like theirs, um, their porter, and I think the kind of local side of things is probably... Another unexplored, but now getting kind of ploughed into avenue of we want the beer to be, the taps in our area are going to be the stuff that's brewed closest. And then my yeah. last point, just because I've not spoken enough, and I normally speak for about 90% of the podcast, as these guys will tell you, is what as a total novice, restaurants. So restaurants have got, if you think about independently owned restaurants, how many of them, there's far too high a percentage of them will take whatever beer there is which is ridiculous when you think about how much thought they put into the product that they create. Why not put the product that, like, they'll go looking for bottles of wine at X, Y, and Z, or maybe they don't, maybe they go to X, Y, and Z wine buyer and say, just get me whatever there is. But surely you've got to say what I want. If I'm champion in any way, shape, or form local cuisine and local products and local produce, why have I not then got local beer or local wine or local whatever it is that's whatever it is that's made in Scotland that's beer, and I know it's money, but at the same time, <laughs> you've got, like, look, look at Tom Kitchen, you've got Tom Kitchen has got a, a Michelin star restaurant right next door to one of the best breweries in Edinburgh, and I've not seen it yet. I've been in there a couple of times, I'm not in there every week by any stretch, but I've never <laughs> seen anybody there on any Instagram pages talking about how he nicked next door to Camper Van's fooder and managed to bring over some of their saison or whatever that they had to brew it, to cook with or to use it, to sell it, whatever. But shift it. I don't understand why that. There's every brewery. If you look at everybody's tap room, everybody wants an artisan, pizza maker, burger maker, somebody doing something fancy with food. There should be restaurants and food places screaming for decent beer and to enjoy alongside that. Surely it makes the perfect pairing. They're both artisan products, and they take a lot of craftsmanship to create. There needs to. I think there's a gap. Like we've not got many green grocers, we've not got many independent retailers beyond bottle shops. Surely that's something we can plough a wee bit better in terms of trying to make the pie a bit thicker, as you say, to like try and exploit that a wee bit better as independent breweries. 
I mean, like, I don't know what to say other than like you're bang on. Like, I completely agree with you, at least. Like, um, and there's part four of the article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the prequel. If you, take that, if you want to take that one first, I'm happy to waffle. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I need to pause. I'm just taking some notes. One sec. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, um, like, yeah, I mean that that that's that that plays into. Uh, there was a question I asked in in part two, which was, um, oh man, this is bad. I can't even remember my own question. Um, but you know, like, who would miss you if you didn't exist, right? Mm. Um, and I think I find that very powerful for for a lot of reasons, which I, well, <laughs> which I do explain in part three, but. You know, one of the things that is 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 like what you're saying is is true. But I think you know, if you're gonna, it's a, it's a very competitive space. Beer, like you know, just because you're around the corner or just because you make a quality product doesn't mean anyone's gonna list you. Yeah. Like you've got to do something about that, right? Um, and I think you know to to you know like so so if you're how you know it's think about like i, I was uh, uh, as i've been writing this like one example i think a lot about i was in I, I went to um i went with russ and brian to from monk um to the us in 2019 and and we did like a couple of brews and stuff but we were, we were visiting a bunch of breweries as well and um one of them was bissell and um and man like i i have so much respect for bristol brothers because you know like in a time where where everyone was just going mad um these guys just knew what they wanted to do and it was about you know maine and it was about creating something that was about maine and wasn't you know don't need to do a boatload of collaborations because what does that have to do with maine um you know it's not about making the hypest styles of course they've swished but they've got other things um and uh and you know they they, they put a, a a mixed firm spot up in milo which is where they're from to support you know what was a one of the more deprived communities of the area um you know like everything they did was about maine so like you know then you can you can really go out there and talk about this is this is who we are this is what we're all about and that that's you know it's it's genuine and you can sell that in so like if you want to be in Michelin star great restaurants, then, then, you know, why, what, what, what are, what are you that, you know, okay, you're quality, but you know what, like you guys know a hell of a lot more about quality than anyone in the UK. Right. Uh, most people don't know, like, really, like, I, I, I always find, I was, I just like, I moved, I moved up to Ilkley and I just remember, um, I remember the, the first time I, uh, I, I, I met someone, I spoke to them and they're like, Oh yeah, I love this brew. I'm not going to name the brewery, but they're like, I love this brew. And I was like, Oh my God, like, I'm going to have to get them some beer because like if they if that, but you know, like, but then I thought about, I'm like, man, I'm a, I'm a jerk. I shouldn't say that. Like, if that's what they like, like that's quality. Right. So, um, you know, so, so I think, but you, we just got to be more purposeful about what we want to be. And I think if you, if I think if you start doing that, the thing is that can be limiting, right? Like if you want to be the, 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 the premium restaurant beer, you want to be local. Yeah. Okay. Like you've kind of set your boundaries to a degree. Um, if you go on Bissell Brothers website, they've got like a value statement and it says on there, you know, everything is about Maine. We do export a or uh, uh, sell a little bit in other other states, but, you know, and it all comes back. So, they, they, you know, it's not like they're only Maine, but but everything has to like ladder back into that. So I think I think you're bang on. I just think, you know, we've got to p be more concerted in our approach to that. Mm -hmm. And I think I think that's deliberate. I think that's what you're going to say is that you have to do it with purpose. You have to mm -hmm. be and say right we're going to go for that and we're going to be the and a lot of them they are that or they think they're that by design and that's not their feeling that, that is, I don't think it's a feeling by any stretch it's a if anything it's just an opportunity right to 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 take that bull by the horns and, and properly be that kind of 
like premium product. Like I just can't, I can't understand how there's a farm just outside Stirlingshire that decided it would be a good idea to try their hand at, at Wagyu that's all of a sudden can he get it out a X, Y, and Z restaurant, but yet you've got there's there's breweries kicking about that, that are like whether it's new barns or whoever it is, it doesn't matter. Who can he get in there for love nor money because every because every food you turn that's Peroni or or um Moretti or whatever in, in a restaurant in the in Scotland that prides itself on come here, you've got history, you've got golf courses, you've got this, you've got that, you've got the next thing. And it's all about stuff for here. But now you can come in and we'll have We've got premium beer on. What did you have? Well, we picked up Peretti this time with Studio Moretti because somebody... <laughs> the problem, the, the problem is, mate, that, that, you know, it's shite. <laughs> that these places, although they're, although they're restaurants, you know, and it's it's easy, it's it's not easy, but it's, it's far easier to say, I'm going to hire this chef and we're going to buy all of our ingredients locally. These, these uh, most of these places are owned, are owned by conglomerates, they're owned by, I know. you know, you know, people who have got contracts with, you know, AB InBev and Molson Coors and Heineken, and you know, we we're going to supply all your whatever you know, whether it's this local independent and 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 scare quote restaurant, you know, that's still owned by these people, and you know, that's. I'm just thinking. I find it. I find it hard. One of you know. I find it hard, like to to stomach craft breweries that are trying to trying to force their way into pubs and. And stuff because the, the proportion. I mean, you you probably be able to tell us a bit a bit more accurately. Look at but the, the 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 percentage of pubs in the UK that are that are privately owned and privately run must be minuscule. It must be absolutely minuscule. You know, and these these the vast vast majority of pubs are owned by these big breweries, and and so there's no end. There's no end. There's you know there might there might well be ten taps in this pub, but you know nine and a half of those taps are are going to be whatever this brewery decides that they're going to be on. So so. The, the the brewery's route to market's got to be smarter in my opinion. It's got to be it's got to be web. It's got to be you know a tap room in your own space. That that's that's the only way. It's the only way that you're going to get traction yeah. for me. That's why one of the things I I mentioned in in part two is like the opening of bars. Like you know I think um you know the reality in the UK is is you, when we talk about like that margin pool thing like I think you know that that makes a bit of people uncomfortable because it you know what I'm you know taking margin like you mentioned uh, Mark earlier that you know talking to your bars and saying you guys make more margin than us like you know whoever's right or wrong in that discussion I won't get into but I'll support you because I'm on my call with you but you know what I mean like I think, <laughs> I think in the end though like what what the point is like there's there's actually just not enough independent craft bars so like if if you go, you know, don't open one right beside Bundabust, but like, you know, if you if you want to open a, a craft bar in Leeds, like you're gonna just add to to the industry. You're not you're you're not gonna, you know, and, and you know the craft is like no one's gonna open it and try and steal customers. You're probably putting flyers in there about, hey, go visit these other places in the area. So it's there, there there's a way, that's one of the ways that I think we we really um need to look at it in the UK because yeah, because it is it is a little bit limited. Um but the other thing, you know, like is is that consumers will 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 speak, um, but but the other issue in the UK is 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 just like the cost, which I mentioned in part two, like the cost of beer is is if craft beer is really high, and and ultimately the salaries are 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 lower than they are in the you know in the in the US, and so you know the problem you have, and you see this now, like the US is as trans, there's a lot of breweries making like premium lagers, like I, I trust me, I did premium lager in the UK for a while, like 
I just, I don't think there's a whole lot there because, you know, like people, people, they're just not, these premium categories are just, they're just much more topped out. Like I didn't put it in the first article. I'll say it now, but I didn't put it in the first article. Cause to me, when I first read it, I was like, man, that's a downer. I don't want to put that in. Cause then there's a lot <laughs> of context missing, but you know, if you look at retail sales in the, U, in, in the U S like craft is, I think it's about 24% uh, of value in the UK. It's 6%. You know, like it's the, I mean, now, of course, there's there's going to be a lot of like um, differences, like in the US, you have you, you mentioned earlier about like um, about uh, uh, independent like retail. So, for instance, like corner stores and things like that. If you go to the US, you'll see a lot of places stock craft here. It's you know, you've got T Tesco Express and you've got these things. So part of it is is about just like the way the country's laid out in terms of route to market. But but like, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it, there's just not as much money, right? And and beer costs more um, and duty is higher. So like all these things compound, like it's very hard to get around that. So um, yeah, like I think that's why things like, you know, opening bars and stuff is, 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 is a, is a good method because if not like, you know, how, how likely is, is, is some of those bigger chains to just like want to take on craft unless they can get their uh, enough GP for it, in which mm -hmm. case. Who's, who's going to be able to afford that, right? That's exactly oh, man. <clears throat> you get, I literally, so it must be about two months ago, myself and the wife, we, we've looked at a couple of premises because it's, it's an idea we've toyed with several times. Of There's been a couple of uh, places we can rent to open a, a bottle shop slash kind of tap room place and we keep toying with it um, and you're you're getting me excited to go and look at it even more um look at um before we continue the conversation i want to see what we we are drinking um to continue on the podcast calm you you gave it a, a tremendous oh, um, mate. Aye. mate this is this one is unbelievable oh, I i've got some angry dogs it's that dogs. unbelievable that the, the dogs came is, in. Yeah, the dogs are fighting over me. That's what's that's what's wrong. Um, this one is a sure shot, shocker, isn't it? Oh. Um, and it's called Plan a Pretty Picnic. Oh, which, which is a fantastic name, and the cans amazing. It's it's like you know the the um the the daily lunchables that you used to get. Yes, 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 like, yes You know yes, the, yes. the 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 the. the you know the terraform pack, and it's got the biscuits and the cheese and the ham and that, and you know, and you make your own lunch and all this shit, right? But it's it's basically styled on this one, so, and this is a collab, sure shot in Rivington, and uh, DDH Pale five point six, and it's wait for us, Simcoe Nelson and Vic Secret, and honestly, boys, this is stunning, absolutely stunning. It really is. It's just you know, it, it's everything that I want from a beer. It really is. I mean, Vic Secret's one of my favourites, and and you know the the um going back to Overton, we're talking about them. Christ, that feels like a long time ago. But their 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 beer, Vicky's Pet Unicorn, still stands up as one of my favourite New England's ever. Um, and that was a, that was a Vic Secret beer. But this one is it's pillowy soft. It's not too sweet. The the um the Nelson just gives it that sharpness. That that you know acidic tang um that just cuts right through everything and it's just it's just the perfect drink it really is absolutely stunning you, you reminded me i've got some sure shot stickers that then i needed to send up to you mate so i'll get them in the posts uh, oh he's frozen he's frozen right i'll take premier, over premier and wi-fi uh, lenny, <laughs> lenny henry's getting a sack 
Mark, what have you moved on? What are you drinking? I have. Uh, it was funny you mentioned this girl earlier because uh, I took a camper van's porter. Um, I was hoping to be able to tell everybody we were brewing today, but that's uh, it's kind of it fell by the wayside, unfortunately, and 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 rescheduled. Um, with there, is, and, there is a busty beer in the offing, but it's just it's and, just uh, part and, yeah, totally fair from camper van and i don't know i just had a total like you were talking about like the weather and that girl about you know it's no dark um, like kind of dark beer season yet I, I i'm looking out the window and it's pretty dark just now and i'm thinking it could be that time already that you know the the porters and stuff start making a comeback so this is the five percent this is the og porter it's not the extra black or anything like that this is kind of what it was stemmed on Mm-hmm. And it's just non-complicated, delicious, dark beer. You know, it's not overly boozy. It's a lovely um, kind of roastiness um, to it. Uh, and it's just... You know what, mate? Like, like I'm, 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 a, I'm a huge fan of cold, cold stouts, like cold porter. You know, I think I think that style it can be can be just as refreshing as a lager and just as refreshing as, as you know, any style of beer. You know, and and it's it's like you know it's like in Spain, you know they drink cold red wine just just as much as they drink beer. It's you know, horses for courses. But but yeah, I I, I mean I don't think there I don't think there should be a season for anything. It's just but but I, if it tickles your fancy, that's how I always go. Yeah, it's yeah. always when you open the fridge and you think, what do I fancy? And no. there's about sixteen <laughs> sours in my fridge, so you're going to have to come <laughs> in and rate them. Because um, you don't touch them. The um, the uncomplicated, definitely the uncomplicated dark beer. I think is timeless, like stuff that's no adjuncts. It's no twelve and a half percent in a four forty mil can that you're expected to just. I don't know how. Like I don't know how they expect somebody to get through that. And that I've we have relatively have to speak all the time about beer fridge podcast session level beers. But how the hell you're meant to shift that's beyond me, particularly in the summer. But something that's not complex, just is got really roasty flavour. I like the bitterness. That served cold is is super refreshing and it's excellent. Mm. That's timeless. It's the it's the stuff that's been brewed in half a tub of uh, peanut butter or something like that, or it's like chocolate truffles or it's that right. and the next thing that's a, there needs to be a time of year one where you've got three days where you don't need to go anywhere and two it, you've got to be in the mood for it um and i think when you've you can't go outside or it's absolutely freezing that's the that's the time to have that kind of beer but a uh five percent water's timeless Luca, that's... have you changed beer what are you having Oh, he's on mute. Rookie yeah. mistake. Oh, <laughs> rookie. Right. The Zoom rookie. So he, could, he was being incredibly kind when he went to replen, which is unlike the rest of us, by the way, who just leave him for a note and walk <laughs> <laughs> Start banging everywhere, it doesn't matter. I, um, I, I had lunch on Sunday with uh, one of the uh, brewers from, from Monk that I haven't seen in a while, but a, um, someone uh, who's who's I've worked with for a while and who's who's excellent. Um, and and he brought me some beers. And and I know that if he brought me some beers, they've got to be good. <laughs> they've they've pra- they've passed the the, the taste test uh, uh, there. So I'll give um, a nod here to uh, my my old uh, friends at, at Northern Monk. So this is I think it was actually just launched today, but um, 
it's called knuckle puck um it's actually oh. so it's it's a reimagined one right so this was originally actually funny enough done with bissell brothers um um this was done originally oh man this is old maybe 2017 um and uh and the design uh is another reason why i think they brought it for me is is done by john simmons john simmons is now the, the head of design for know the monk so someone i worked with a lot over the last four and a half years and uh and this was his patron series, one of the early ones. So, um, so he brought this, uh, and and I put it, I tucked it in the fridge because uh, it, it's um, it's got a great hop lineup. It's Nelson Sovin, Galaxy, Eclipse, Citra. Um, you really can't go wrong with that. Um, and yeah, it's it's great. Seven percent. I think the original was like eight point six. Was a is double. Um, this is like a reimagined one, so it's seven percent. It's like uh, yeah, like it's just like a bowl of fruits, but it's it's interesting because. Um, you know, you, it's, I would say this, the Nelson Sovin on, on, is quite like subtle on it. Um, um, but it's like, it's, it's, I'm getting a lot of like the citra coming through and, uh, low carpet, maybe like a, a touch too low, but it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's like a, a really nice beer I'm enjoying it. So, yeah. Knuckle puck, are we, is it a, are we nod to the mighty ducks? Yeah, it is. A, it is. It is. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what a, what a, what a. Uh, uh, was that trilogy? Was there four? I can't remember how many. Uh, whatever many there was, there was too many. Minus one, too many. <laughs> Say that, as, I, as I'm drink, as I'm drinking it now, that like it's that Nelson Sovin's coming through. Maybe it's just warmed up. I was like super fresh out of the fridge, but yeah, no, it's really nice beer. I mean, like right now, I'm in this phase where, like, I'm I'm like Nelson Sovin is like the hop for me. Like I I um and specifically there's like the combo of. uh of um nelson sovin um and um and citra and simcoe um that i'm i'm really liking there's quite a few beers there all right nice you got that <laughs> which seems to be like so many beers right now so um, yeah we need we incidentally we need a trademark my mate nelson we have that needs to be we should just like Start get that T-shirt branded and get I, it I, I genuinely, I'm genuinely thinking about trademarking that phrase. I'm not gonna lie, but no, that, that's a cracking name, knuckle puck. I mean, growing up, my dad who played ice hockey grew up in the Mighty Duck film, so um, loving that. Um, I myself, full enough, are still on as long as the Wi-Fi holds up. Um, still having some Blue Monkey, uh, and I'm having the six percent New Hampshire IPA, which is full enough a New England IPA just. I rebranded it, which is clever. Um, Citron Mosaic Idaho 7. I had it out of the tap um, about an hour and a half, two hours ago. Uh, I was a bit apprehensive about having it at the can because having it fresh at the tap is just second to none, but it's holding up really, really well. Um, proper, lovely kind of stone fruit, New England kind of still beer. But however, at the back end, holding a wee bit of bitterness to round out the beer really nicely, which... Is 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 something I'm looking for more so more in beers nowadays is just that 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 subtle bit of West Coast not so much West Coast just that bitterness that rounds off the beer really nicely. Um, I'm kind of getting fed up a big mad juice bombed at the moment. To be fair, so I'm liking a wee bit of of everything in my beer, more so kind of to the traditional kind of IPAs, and this this does that to the full and. The, the picture I sent the guys earlier on of the beer, it's the one, I, it's actually the New Hampshire one that I sent you guys, and it's it's the cloudiest fucker I have seen in God knows how long. You, you're not seeing shit through that. 
Um, but my God, it's, it's lovely. It's great on tap and it's tasting just as good in the can. Luckily enough, I've got an extra can somewhere. Don't know where I've put it. Doc. You're already losing beers. Already. <clears throat> already losing beers. So, uh, look, I don't, as I say, don't want to take up too much of your time tonight or not, but just like for for the listeners, what, when can we expect part three to this, obviously, the, the trilogy and can, the when saga. we can finally, finally get the answers to the the questions of the universe, obviously. Um, <laughs> a lot of pressure when you put it that way, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I originally you have to come up with book names, the book of the book of the book yeah. of for each of the three parts. That would be quite good. That's <laughs> good. I I mean, you did work for you did work for Northern Monk, so you've got that kind of there is a right. there is a biblical tinge to, 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 to your entire career there now. So. <laughs> It's got, to, it's got to continue throughout. There's got to be continuation. I, I think, um, yeah, the 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 three part. I mean, if anyone's who's read it, you'll know you understand why it's three parts. Because if it was one part, like you, yeah, it's a bit. It would be a bit long. Um, but um, but yeah, third part. So I was actually just talking to my partner about that this morning, and she was saying like it's it's obviously like holiday time, so I'm a bit conscious to kind of drop it um, during the holidays. <laughs> So I think uh, I did the last one two weeks after. I'm working on it, so it's actually not done. But I mean, it's not far off. But um, but uh, I think it'll probably be. I think it's like the third or the fifth of September, whatever that Tuesday is, that first week back. So it's probably when I'll do it. Nice. I can't yeah. wait until we're like sighted in it because all this awesome yeah. uh, references and stuff we've given you tonight. You'll be saying, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. <clears throat> podcast with these wallopers from the random Scottish podcast. guy dribbling. Yeah. <laughs> made, made, made one semi-conscious uh, point and I have expanded it tenfold to sound um, uh, legit, you <laughs> to know, make but... it fat and... uh, definitely. And then... that's not too long to wait then right no it's not too long what we can't wait for is I was waiting so... on a George R.R. Martin-esque we don't know when <laughs> <laughs> just whenever I fancy. Yeah. When it's got, when it's, when it's ready, <laughs> when it's ready, you'll see it. No, I, I, I uh, I'll, I'll do it up. I, 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 I send it to a few people beforehand just to make sure it doesn't, uh, <laughs> it passes the test, and then, and then it goes. Excellent. So, excellent. I know there was there was one thing we we had to talk to you about slash mention oh, slash I... just in case just to, to make was, sure to see if it was your fault. No, if right. it's your fault, um, I feel like I should. I feel like I should be taking this question. Well, I feel like you should be. I'll, I'll, I'll tee you up here, Cal. So Morrison's of 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 released a new line of craft beers um, from Northern Monk, and I, I feel like this is where Callum should take over because. <laughs> so, um, so uh, I, I was I was immediately excited and quite a bit nervous about having a former Northern Monk alum on the, the podcast um this evening um because my, my views have been put forth fairly vociferously on this podcast. Um but I'm gonna say one name um, and that's that's Aunt Bessie. Yeah. Uh, so so the the, the 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 screenshot from social media was sent round um with her their new four pack of Northern Monk and Aunt Bessie, I'm going to say collaboration for want of a better phrase because I don't I don't really have a phrase that suits. Um, and it's and and you know the, and it's four beers and there's a a, a roast dinner brown ale and then several pale ales with a you know the jam roly poly apple pie and sticky toffee pudding. And I just think 
you know, you held up that beer from Northern Monk, and I, I understand it's two different markets, it's two different sides of the business. And I, to, I totally appreciate that, and, we'll, and we've, we've discussed it to the nth degree on the podcast about, about that. But, but what the fuck's that all about, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like. I guess it, you know, I mean, let's be honest, I, I'll never drink. There's the... being different and then there's being. That's obscene. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, what I would say is that those what, things. I see Luca walk, walk the old no. tightrope right here. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty, you know, I, I, I'm pretty like, I, I, I'm. I would say it like the reality is for me is that, you know, like I'm not that consumer, right? Like I, I, uh, for everything I talk about in my articles at the end of the day, like I like, you know, I like a lot of flavor. I like well-made beers, you know, you like, like what you like. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, so I'm not, I'm not going to be drinking a roast dinner. Um, and most of the stuff we've done in the past, like, I mean, I remember <laughs> you didn't ask me the question, but I remember doing the, uh, like the samplings when we decided to do the Seabrooks beers and like, they gave us a lot of flavors and we actually like, we, you know, and, and we actually sampled them like, uh, one day. You there when you done Ron Seal? Yeah, as well. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, I've, I, you know, I've obviously tried these beers. Um, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, like I'm not the consumer and I think what they do is they make people talk and I, and I, and, I, and you go back to what we talked about craft beer, like that is not a bad thing. Um, yeah really isn't right so so um you know do i think what do I, what do i think about them i don't think there's anything wrong with them um i'll never drink them but uh and then it sounds like you won't either and that's perfectly fine i don't blame you but uh but you know i think i think that's one thing about about northern monk which um which 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 is good I, you know like i think uh there as long as as long as you the, the trouble is when you try and do two things it's very hard to do two things effectively yeah. right um and and so that's why like um and as you if you try and innovate all the time it's really hard to get consistency but that being said like you know you know I'm, i don't think i'm biased anymore like i think faith is 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 an amazing beer right now if you oh, get yeah, yeah, um, yeah. obviously you know definitely on on keg because obviously in can depends where you buy it from and how long mm -hmm. it's shelf but like you know it's it's it, for me honestly it's tasting better than i remember it tasting over the last four and a half years for sure yeah. um so I think you know there's a lot of kudos to to some folks there that have 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 done that. And this beer is an example; like it's a good beer. Like so, so yeah. But yeah, long story with, short. With, I, mean, I think, I think what, you, uh, what, what I was going to what I was going to say there was you know the, 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 the reason the reason that I brought it up or I wanted to bring it up was that I, I don't think either in the three my, my three colleagues or any of the people that listen would have forgiven me if I'd had you know somebody that had worked in Northern Monk so recently on and not mentioned it. And I, and I totally get it. And I totally get the fact that you know it's two different consumers. And I, I suppose the sad thing for me is that there are consumers out there that want to drink that shit. Um, but if if any of those consumers see that and drink that and then think, oh, Northern Monk, and then make that transition to the to yeah. the, the you know the the better beer if for want of a better word. The real beer. Then, the real beer, yeah. Then, then that's a total win, you know. And if if Northern Monk have got the space and the time and the money and the inclination to do that, then then have at it, you know. It's just it, it just it kind of depresses me a little bit that the supermarket shelf space or you know is taken up is taken up by that when there's there's breweries local breweries that kind of get a foot in and it's you know. Yeah. But but there's there's other there's other reasons. There's nothing. For that, there's but. nothing you said there that like me as a person disagrees with. Like mm -hmm. I, I I see it very similar to you. I think the only thing I would say is like again just like putting a like the, the business lens on it that i would see like if 
as you said, if if we can get more people interested in craft, no matter how bad you think that original first step is, yeah. that first step get brings them more closer to a Rivington, a camper van, uh, all these breweries we've been talking about, than than tenants, like yeah. 100, right? So that that first step is already better, and if it gets people talking about craft, that's already better. Um, so so having some of those things in shelf is actually not a bad thing because if that pulls that person from some other place in the store to craft they're much more likely to buy the other things on there. Um, and I can tell you, like, the, the, it, it, those are incredibly effective at talking to that consumer. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. when we used to do that stuff, like, I mean, it would sell like crazy. It was wild, um, way more than anything else. So so speaking to new audiences, stuff that will make people like us uncomfortable uh, uh, uncomfortable is actually, like, I think a really good thing for craft right now. Um, but, you know, the good thing is, like, we can make our own choices. So, like... If someone wants to do something, I might look at it and go, I, you know, it's not for me, but like, I don't buy it. It's fine. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, it's one of those things that regardless. But I agree with everything you said. Yeah. It's one of those things, regardless of what you think of the actual contents of the can, it keeps, it keeps the name of that brewery, the brand of that brewery in somebody's mouth and somebody in somebody's mind and that they think about that brewery, which like you said, might mean that regardless of whether they think it's good or bad. There's, like like us, we're talking about it, but mm-hmm. we are we can like the next person might go go and pick up a faith, might go and pick up a a, a heathen. So it's you so no, no publicity is right. bad publicity. It's one of those. Well, I think I think the other the other way to say it is like is 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 that you you know like one of the things in craft that is is true is like at, at like the core people you know like like us like people that that are in the like we sometimes we fall into this trap of thinking that everything's made for us. Everything in craft is made for us. Like it's not right. And we, and actually you don't want it to be, because if it is all the stuff we talked about earlier is going to be more of a problem. So, so there needs to be more of stuff that makes, you know, what you call, I don't know, like the early craft people, like a bit more uh, uncomfortable because that probably means it's working. Um, Mm, So, but, but, but again, I say all this, I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh you know like disagree with anything you're saying like again like i'm not bu- gonna buy any of that stuff i'm gonna buy uh, i'm gonna like put an order in for keller pills or uh you know like <laughs> burdens or something like, you know what i mean like but 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 yeah I, I i don't i think that there is if if you can if that doesn't become a distraction and pull you away from well if, if you can do what you're set out to do as a brewery and 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 do that stuff effectively on, alongside it then go for it if you can't then don't waste your time because you're learning your yeah. core audience right I guess it's it's uh it's definitely sorry Mark the the thing where if it gets them closer to the if it gets them to within six degrees of separation for the kernel, then we've won, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like somebody's got to do it, and and if you, I think and no blown smoke, and I know you're not there anymore, but still you you're responsible for the stuff that was there, relatively recently. I think Northern Monk have probably are the best example of how you survive and thrive within a supermarket set and have that the kind of cross between I think between yourself between between Northern Monk and Vocation. Um and I think Vocation kind of for some reason and I don't know why it is in my head and I don't know if that's the same for core on a lot of craft gear drinkers, but Vocation lose something for the fact that they're so good at supermarkets sometimes where I th- as I think the alternative is that Northern Monk have, have used that as a strength all the time. Um, and I know that there's Facebook groups, we've seen it for Johnny for the 
craft beer channel talking about there's Facebook groups that that specifically wait for vocations to come into Tesco and there's somebody there must be somebody running about checking the bottom of cans to find out when it's fresh and stuff. But heathen must be exactly the same. And then to to toss if you're going to go at least the northern that's my thing I always get all the time at least it's northern stuff like it's not just a random brand like yeah. Ron Seal there's a there's a definite link between <laughs> Ron Seal Seabrook yeah. and Bessie's there's a there's a there's a rhyme or reason to it and it's the only time they're going to compete without a multi without spending rakes of money they've not got on ad campaigns. They're going to be in the mouths of everybody. I mean, you think about the amount of shite that goes on in articles for the likes of and lad, like the, the awful lad bibles of the world and this, that, and the next thing to red top newspapers to whatever. They'll lap all that shite up and Northern Monk will just go, hey, okay, carry on. But it's just that all we've done is create a bog standard paleo and stick some strawberries in it or some, like some strawberry syrup or whatever it is in it yeah. and get a bit of juice. We've spoke to the brand, we've got a relationship with them. They're Northern. It's, you can add all the funny accents in here if you want. You can do what you like. You can say, <laughs> look at these crazy mental Northerners doing this, that, and the next thing for the people down South. You can, whatever you like, whatever spin on it you want, but it's in there, it's in the papers and you can say, oh, by the way, it's only half a step to here's the real stuff. And then you've only got another half step more before you're in the uh, patrons society stuff. You're into all the crazy, that the the all the seller stuff and all that thing. It's it's only one step away all the time. I mean, how many other breweries in the world world can you think of that will help you relieve yourself of forty five quid if you're going for a run so for a jam roll of poly beer straight through to patrons project stuff in three easy steps? You know, it's, yeah. it's well thought out and it works and it's effective. So, you can just summar- you can get, summarize the last four and a half years of my life. <laughs> I get super annoyed. I get I get just as annoyed as Callum because I think there's room for more Sierra Nevada on that shelf. Yeah. And and where the hell did Anchor go? You mentioned it earlier. Who will miss us when us when we're gone? How many people were speaking about Anchor until the week they di- they dived off the cliff? And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, everybody might really super missed Anchor. I'm a massive Anchor beer apologist, steam beer apologist. And I never noticed they were gone until they had actually disappeared. And it was like, oh, they're away. Other than the Christmas, with the exception of the Christmas beer. I had stopped it and I was I didn't even really notice that they weren't in Tesco anymore. And it was like, oh, well, they've, they've just they've nosedived. That's them away. Finished. Gone. Like, oh, yeah. There we go. I think part of it, like part of that comes down to like, again, the, the UK like route to market. Right. And I think one of the you know major disadvantages is if you're a brewery, like you don't have a simple step into it you know like you've got you you can you, obviously there's the there's the bottle shop which which is which is great but it's 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 small um but you know like if you're in the u.s and there's a lot of regionality and you have these regional like like i said like corner stores or convenience stores you know you can you can get some listings that you can fulfill with a small brewery i think here you kind of have to hit like a certain threshold to do that um and uh and it makes it difficult because there's only certain people that can play so i think you're right there probably is more room for for um, you know, better what I, I what I would call it like you know better like quality traditional craft, if you will, like you know like a hazy IPA, um, you know that kind of stuff, like not wild, like like a like a four pack of Ambessies. Um, 
but the problem is like, where's it going to come from? Like, who's going to be able to, to fulfill it um, and, and, and do it effectively. Right. I think that that's one of the, one of the challenges that there is. And then, you know, these retailers, they, they kind of know that. So if you have a, a supplier, like I remember when we first went in, like when I started, we, we, we were in Morrison's, but obviously we went in a few, well, really everywhere else. Um, and, and, in the beginning, it was like, man, it was terrible, like trying to keep up with, especially because there was a pandemic and obviously the rate of sales went through the roof. And like, we were like a terrible supplier, um, um, like literally just like fulfilling nothing. And we finally got to a place where we, you know, we were really good. And so like, they are not, they don't want to go around and, oh, I'm going to go try and find this new brewery. I'm going to go get, you know, X brewery. Um, you have to train them to work in a supermarket setting, right? Well, that's the thing. And 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 you know what? It's it's really hard to do because the supermarkets, you know, like they're, they're just big businesses, right? They don't take the time to try and teach you how to do it, how to use their systems, how to do all these things. Like there's a huge learning curve to doing it and doing it effectively. And if you don't do it right, like, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get axed pretty quickly. So um, we were lucky enough to do it at a time where, you know, it was, it was, they were trying to really grow, grow craft. And so, so they kind of put up with us being terrible. Um, but I, I don't think you have that anymore. And, and, and a lot of people don't want to kind of get into that um, because of that. So, so yeah, it's, it's there, there, you know, it will evolve, but, but I think there is, there is some things that, you know, I don't, I don't think the, the, the retail landscape will evolve that much over the next couple of years, because, Re, you know the tesco's and all these people of the world they just all they care about now i mean like you guys remember domo obviously um mm -hmm. you know like when it was that was like he was like i want these specials i want, these, crazy. I want these collaborations i want all this stuff now it's like what's your rate of sale what's my margin that's it right so it's like the, the it's it's the simplest discussion so like what you know you can't really it's really hard to go in there now and go well i'm this brand and you know we're great and people love us and we're sustainable and we do you know like it's just it's that those conversations just aren't well sustainability is but everything else is is is, is just not relevant to the, to them unless it sells and and um and you can supply it effectively and so unfortunately and especially within retail it probably means a more static environment for a couple of years but um but the good thing is we have bottle shops and breweries we can buy from definitely but the gone are the days like you spoke about Morrison so remember the 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 pohala thing where they had the pohala and the wee glass bottles with a smiley yeah. face on them and running about, I was in, I was in five mm -hmm. shops. That was <laughs> trying to find it, trying to find it. Like I was like, they sent out the list, and I was like, right, okay, I'll go to that one, I'll go to that one. I dragged Mother after I'm like, no, we're going here. I was like, no, just one more shop. It was round about Edinburgh, like a fucking satellite. The good old times. Places to find it, just an like an absolute zoomer looking for stuff at a supermarket. I'm like, just go to Beats and Leaf or something like that. You'll get you'll get Koala, yeah. but no, because it was in Morrison's and it had the, the wee smiley face and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go and get it. I'll go I'll go and get it. I'll be that'll be really cool to have. And it's just like gone are the days of that. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. I think for a, a pretty long time as you say, Luca, it's gonna we be, all did it. We all did be it. gone for a while. Definitely did. And I'm <laughs> looking forward to being able to do it again. But in bottle shops and stuff as well, but I, I quite liked it. Like it was, there was nothing else to do at the time. Well, I think you, that's it. Everybody knows, right? Time and place, mate. I think that's definitely. I think that's what it is. Big time. Um, where is um, where's the best place to read your stuff and kind of keep on tabs of what you're um got coming down the line, Luca? Um, well. I guess like, so in terms of reading the articles, the two best places would be either my LinkedIn um, or uh, the Brewer's Journal. So I've been working with Tim um, from the Brewer's Journal to to uh, put it together, um, 
and yeah he's 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 wanted to post it so that's great so um so you can go either either place to be really honest i mean obviously if you want to like connect with me if you want to talk to me like my linkedin is better because you can speak to me <laughs> um but uh but sometimes it's a little bit easier to read, read on the brewer's journal um i'm sure even after like the three parts are done i might do, like I'll, I'll probably still post some little bits it won't be anything anything like i'm doing now but um um, but there's that. And then I'm, I'm, I'm doing, uh, I'm speaking at the, the Brewers Congress in London, um, in October. So, you know, it's probably some stuff based on the articles, but I'll, I'll, I'll rework them in a, in a, in a bit of a new format. So I'll probably post some of that stuff, but yeah, that, that, that stuff will come on LinkedIn and probably on, on Brewers Journal. Right. Nice. We'll yeah. post the link, as you say, we'll, we'll, we'll post the links, um, on, that, our, yeah. on our socials and when, when part three drops, we'll be sure to, um, post links to that as well, just to, Amazing. to keep I appreciate people it, guys. updated. I think uh, whatever, like my my whole thing with this, when I spoke to Tim about it, was like I just want this to to, to reach as big of an audience as possible because, like, you know, there's nothing worse than writing something that's 25 pages long and then <laughs> the only person that no reads it is about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like doing a podcast for five years, you know. It's the same, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, you guys told me there was like 250,000 people in it. Yeah, well, I tell you, sales. Yeah, well done, man. Well yeah. done. Yeah. ABC. A, B, C, mate, correct. Um, Only person listens is me, you know, edit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, is it? That's exactly it. Um, cool. Well, I see Gav will do his magic when he decides to um, post and after I do whatever I need to do since I'm chief recorder tonight. Um, but yeah, like, for me, it's it's been a really refreshing conversation. It's something... Exactly. You know, we normally speak to the brewers, we speak to, you know, people making the beer. It's it's nice to look at it from you know, from a big from a business angle and appreciate you taking the time and appreciate you, you know, even just responding to my comment and stuff on LinkedIn and obviously very much appreciate writing the articles, um, because I think it is really fascinating and it's it's really cool to just see the like wait uh, like taking it from a uh, it's like taking a step back you know i work within the beer industry you know so you see it day to day and you kind of get bogged down in the in the weeds sometimes and for me it was nice to just take a step back and kind of think about it from a a whole industry perspective and how can we take a step forward and um and take it from there so cheers gav um <laughs> since the microphone um as gav always has to tell me what side of the mic to speak into um <laughs> but um, <laughs> the i just like you say i, I find it really really interesting and, and and for you to take the time tonight just to have a boiler and kind of run through it and hopefully we've teased the articles enough so that people that listen will go uh and check them out and like you say we'll we'll, we'll give our audience access uh to it with a click of a button basically so hopefully that'll um and i would highly yeah, recommend I'm, more, yeah, I'm more looking forward to the um extra ep- and uh, the fourth article to be part, part 3.5 i think i thought we call i thought we were saying it's a prequel so we're doing the prequel, prequel well. exactly. we're doing the prequel <laughs> exactly up here 2005 yeah <laughs> I think it's, that would be awesome we just start tanning like sierra nevadas and you know stuff like that is for the first time and it's like oh my god there's hops like what's this um that would be quite a fucking good idea 
That sounds like oh, I'm in for sure. For sure. Um, sounds like a really good idea. Um, like Mark means- said, we'll we'll get all the um, all the links up on the social media pages. Um, we'll get some uh, links to Luca's uh, LinkedIn as well. Make sure you go and send Luca a message if you do have any questions. Um, it's it's one of those things that that goes across different kind of worlds, whether it be you, you're within the craft beer world or you do something else within business. It is definitely worth just taking the time to have a look at it. Um, I found it genuinely inspiring for what I do. And I, I've took a wee couple of bits from it and then stolen it. Instantly, I've put, <laughs> put some bits in a, in a presentation that I've, I've stole. That I'm doing oh, today. hey, <laughs> God. You I'm like, I like it. You send don't, me the get wrong, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I have referenced you, Luca, so don't you worry, friend. <laughs> I have referenced the points which I've stole. Um, right. But no, it's, it's worth it's worth checking out. Um, genuinely, um, go and check out. Like I said, LinkedIn pages. I will put all the links on there as well. But while you're at it, you can search for the Beer Fish Podcast. As always, like, follow, and share all the content. And whatever you listen to this podcast, you can subscribe. Hit the dingling link to be notified of all the latest episodes you can also if you feel like it show your official support by dropping us a five star rating with the mind proper flag for the five stars um you can show your official support also by heading to the patreon page patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast your home of real beer real breweries real opinions once again look up thank you sir for joining us this evening it has been it has been so good and so refreshing as mark said to get a different insight Appreciate it, guys, and uh, I uh, hopefully we can connect in person one one time uh, on yep. some of our travels or, or whatnot. So yeah, keep in touch. But thanks for having yep. me on, and, and all the best. Cheers, Luca. Uh, thank you. As long as it's not an Aunt Betty beer, I am up for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring. I'll bring. The, well, there's five of us. Or no, yeah, there's five of us. So I'll, I'll, I'll mess it. Don't worry. I'll get two four packs. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, man. I'll get two four packs. That'll, that'll definitely sort of. We'll be. I'll take. The, I'll take a. I'll take a faith. That's fine. So, the first time everybody's wrestling not to have a no, no, no beer. Yeah, you, you could do the. That would be a good roulette. Wrap them up and get one. But get one kind oh. of a. Oh, yeah, you know what? The, the chicken oh. stock. The actual chicken store comes <laughs> in the 440 milk can. Oh. <laughs> is this is this an order monk collab or is it actual gravy? And you know what you <laughs> mean. Secret Santa is this year. There's a secret Santa. That's it. Good that things, things that are not being in 440 milk cans. We'll save that thought. The pot's gravy, right? That's that. Isn't that that's it? Right? That's yeah, it. yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the one. That's the one. Um, until next time, the beer fish podcast, whether it be great beer or great gravy. Um, <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.